Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on What Chaos, we apologize to the Central Division. We were not familiar with their game. Oil Shark Bowl 2.0 is coming up and there's no way it can be as good as the first, but we're trying to hope and manifest that it's going to be awesome. Pete comes up with the most innovative and original idea in hockey. Definitely didn't steal it from anybody. Also, Chris Letang is better than Wayne Gretzky. And getting to the bottom of that fun Cincinnati Cyclones post. It's what chaos. Hit all the buttons, give us five stars, and we'll see you next year. Hello, hello, hello. It's What Chaos on Thursday, December 28th. We're back in studio. It is What Chaos. I'm DJ. Peter is here. Sean is here. Sean's not feeling so great, but we'll get to him in just a second. Peter, how are you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful. Glad to be back in studio, back to business. Uh, I feel bad Sean has been sick now for like a week and a half. I feel fine now. I just can't get rid of this damn cough, and the cough sounds like sounds like death, so... I swear to God, I felt bad as I was saying, Sean's not feeling so hot because I was like, oh yeah, he's also sick. I When I said Sean's not no. feeling so great, I meant like, fuck's up with your uh, burrs, boy. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm an Arizona Coyotes fan. I'm I'll, a team in hockey. I'll tell you what, man. Watching the Buffalo Sabres is is tough. It is a tough experience. Can I, can I just say this? It's I feel touch. like everyone forgot that the Sabres like two weeks ago came into the garden and kicked the Bruins ass. And now and then the Sabres didn't have Tage last night. So it's like, are we really putting that much stock into it? I don't know. I don't really care. I, I, I'm not going to like overreact to a one game game sample, but like it's not a one game yeah. sample. Oh, overreact no, to a five game sample. The season yeah. is over. Yeah. And like, and the, the, the problems that they continue to experience are not going away. And, the, mo- the most frustrating part of it is that, and we've talked about this several times, like it's an effort issue. Like it's a, it's a, it's a system wide and an organizational issue where this team, they're just not getting enough out of this team on every given night on a consistent basis. And I, I tweeted about it last night. Like this team, it looks so flat and so uninspiring for so long and, and stretches at a time. And they did get some life last night against the Bruins after EJ scored in the third period, but they pissed away two, two thirds of the game and just let and rolled over for the Bruins. And it's the exact opposite of your other team, the Arizona coyotes. Like that team is not amazing. Doesn't have a shitload of talent, but they fight and they scrap and they're never out of games. And we kind of saw the exact opposite from, from like those two teams last night. Even after they got on the board, like how many minutes later did they give up a Brad Marchand breakaway? Like the yeah. Sab- like the Sabres could have lost a that. David Pasternak breakaway. They they denied them both in like a two minute span to stay quote unquote stay in the game. Are the Sabres getting hot? <laughs> Are the Sabres getting? Hot? I will say, 
Yeah, Sean, we saw the Sabres give the Bruins possibly like one of their worst games. Not not their worst game of the season, but when the Sabres came in and beat the Bruins, like that was as mediocre and boring as the Bruins have looked all season. Granted, they had lost four in a row going into this game. So and like maybe the best the Sabres have looked all year, to be quite Really? Honest. That was like... Uh, the- I mean, the Sabres have just... I mean, like Pete I don't said, know, the Sabres been... kicked the shit out of the Maple Leafs last week. That is week. true. That is true. That's the best I looked. Are they hot? I would argue that they might be. They might be a little galvanized, a little bit. Just a little bit. It was hilarious. A little when... galvanized, a little bit. Before... Yeah, that's a wild take from De Niro. last night's game. <laughs> before Christmas. They, they were a little galvanized. They were. Before Christmas. Bit. I think it was Tage that was kind of referencing. They're like, hey, the Blue Jackets were last in, last in hockey. And then they won the Stanley Cup. And I was just like, don't. Don't do that. Because <laughs> also, like, by by kind of referencing that, you're also kind of suggesting that they need to fire Don Granado. Because mm. that's a pretty big pretty big key. In, I you know. think they might. Oh, I think they might. Wait, who did he say was last? Tage. He yeah, was referencing he said the, the Blue Jackets, but oh, I think he meant the Blues. Blues. Excuse me, the Blues. Oh, I was okay. referencing the Blue, the Blue Stanley Cup. I was uh, like, I owe the Blue Jackets an apology <laughs> no, for I how I the treated Blues, them the bad, whole time bad. we were there. <laughs> like, hey, guys, like, it's so fun that, like, we're, we're, we're scrapping together and they were like we've won four stanley cups sir i uh i'm i hate to i feel like i'm constantly the need to fire this guy guy on this podcast. Oh, I, I, i'm at that point i will be the fire i I, I, ju- I just think that he he may have reached as far as he's going to get with this team he's as Lindy far Ruff. as getting getting effort out of them on any given fire, night fire him a little bit I think that he is a he's a good he's a good teacher he's a good unlocker of of talent. I don't necessarily know if he is a great like next level coach. Can we uh, start a new segment called "We Can Laugh at This"? Right, uh, the end of the game. I hope I, I I don't think he's injured, but as the Sabers were getting badly beaten last night. They have their goalie pulled, trying to score three goals in the final couple minutes. Rasmus Dahlin getting just pummeled with pucks in a game that was already over. They're going to lose, and he's just out there doing whatever he can for the team, and he's just getting smoked by pucks. was really funny. It was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever a guy kind of takes a beating in terms of shot blocking on the same shift in several, uh, like, in succession. As long as they're okay. As long as they're okay, it's usually very funny. It's way funnier when it's a guy defending an empty net and, like, is actually making the saves but getting his ass kicked in the process. So that was very funny. Uh, I I don't think Rasmus Dahlin would say it was very funny. I think he had a tough night. He uh, was basically responsible for... The first goal against a little bit, yeah. When Charlie Coyle uh, scored in front of the net, and then he got absolutely smoked with a couple of saves. Big night for uh, defensemen making saves in that game. Charlie McAvoy, who that's, could forget, made right. a great save. Got got the hug from uh, Swayman. Uh, who was on the call? Uh, it was either whoever the color guy was or Panger who said after they were like, "Dalene makes that save in front of the net, and look, he's still sealing the post." Because he was like leaning that up against the panger. post. I was like, my brother in Christ, he is not sealing the post. He is injured. And he's <laughs> yeah, like, right. he's trying to stay upright. For he the did, record. He did realize afterwards. He was like, oh, nope, he's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Deline is practicing today. He was okay. at that practice. So, uh, Tage, Tage missed last night's game for personal reasons yeah. and was removed from 
was like just some sort of roster transaction mm. this morning. Put on like the non-active roster or some something. So I wonder what's going on. Ask there, a hockey but. podcast. Uh, yeah, me too. And I did think about, and that we're not going to speculate because we love Tage, and we're never going to speculate if somebody's out for personal reasons. I do think it's funny though that personal is the only it, like reason for absence that yields the most speculation when like literally it's personal <laughs> yeah like if you were saying to say you're just like hey uh i i can't make this thing tonight uh it's a personal reason as a human everyone's like okay Ooh, what does that mean back and wait no I, I would think like okay like do what you need to do back and all the way no off. i feel like in anytime. sports if something's personal people are like well not for me it isn't no, I, I think that that's a uh, that uh, transcends sports. I think that when somebody's like nosiness, I got, I got some person. Yeah, when I got some personal stuff going on. I feel like everybody's mind just goes to like the worst possible things, and then just kind of like they rack their brains in, in that way. Um, did want to mention uh, the we did have a quick note that the Arizona Coyotes last night, unbelievable. It is what they do it is what they do it's crazy first off mullet magic is a very real thing that looked amazing yeah secondly some of the best uniform sleeper from some of the best jerseys in all of hockey Ah, so with you so with you i think i I think the arizona coyotes have the single best jersey lineup in all of hockey bad that's your your other favorite team the kachina is the best logo in in the it's a great logo in the best great jersey and then the the maroon desert knights jersey is one of the more unique jerseys in hockey and i think it's some of the best on ice looking uniforms with the cactus on the, the pants and everything don't sleep on the Arizona Coyotes. I think they, that the front is a could use a little bit that I more. So I, I think when I I think I might have said this before when those jerseys first came out, they were like I hated them with every fiber of my being because I hate that I hate that word mark the star over the eye kind of makes it look like a fifth grade girl a fifth grade girl's journal. Uh, <laughs> but in totality, I think they're amazing. I, I think that uh, those jerseys uh, just play very well, and there's a difference sometimes between. Uh, our purposes for jerseys and seeing them on the ice like that. That's why the Sabres are tough to beat Jersey wise. They don't have a uniform that on the ice doesn't look like the best uniform in that it game. Rocks, yeah. Um, they, it, it also breaks my heart that the, they played so badly and so flat in the goat head last night. Like whenever the Canucks wear the skate, it, it, they have like this badassness to Watch them. They, out. they always, they always deliver. The magic and said, it yeah. just did not work with the uh, with the goat head last. Speaking night. of uh, jerseys and the skate, we fucked up. We should have done a segment. This is a free Bleacher Report idea to take or something. Uh, we should have just gone through all of the fucked up fanatics jerseys because on Christmas Day. I so was many. going through Twitter and laughing with my family <laughs> at some of the funny jer- like there was a, a dry sailed jersey, there was a hue jersey. Imagine <laughs> there was fuck, there was one that was like supposed to be I forget what team, but it had just had the it didn't have anything the name or number on the front of the back. It had the numbers on the side. It was the Eagles jersey. The, the Eagles, right? Eagles and then it just jersey. like also had the, the one down here. No, I saw the one. I saw like a couple of really messed up Eagles jerseys, and one of them, the uh, it had the numbers on the shoulders, and mm-hmm. it looked like it was blank on the front and the back. But if you like really zoomed in, it was size like two font, and it was like the number eleven. I think it was a Devonta Smith jersey or mm-hmm. something, and it was uh, it was like 
the most minuscule number and uh, nameplate you've ever seen in your life. We haven't done uh, too many uh, skits because we haven't done any skits, but I think like a Fanatics quality control skit could be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, I've said this before, like there should be an account for people to, so like Fanatics fucked up my order, tag this account, and then people DM that account a price because some of them are so funny them, yeah. that I want them. Like, I would spend, like, $30 on some of the more uh, ridiculous ones. But, yeah, uh, shout out the Coyotes. Uh, we do – do we have the tweet? Oh, yeah. Do we have the tweet? Our, uh, our pal Craig Morgan from – He got uh, – as From as, Mullet. As, as our other pal Mike Felger would say, he got, say he got uh, bled last night because he put up a tweet that ended up being wrong. Well, it was it was not – wrong that's my point on this i want to go through it so the tweet if you're listening uh p read it for me can you see yeah nathan mckinnon power play goal uh abs up for nothing not that it matters so much at this time of the year but barring a wild comeback the coyotes will be out of a playoff spot when the night ends so 10 28 p.m december 27th 2023 not one shred of the, the only thing that was wrong with that or that someone could think was wrong with that is that it is lightly pessimistic, but not really. It's factually correct. That was it was all factually correct. And, and I he think did come to it barring an incredible comeback. My only complaint about it is that Craig Morgan has watched far too much Arizona Coyotes hockey to be tweeting, this game is over. But maybe he was like, that was his reverse jinx. That was his way of being a unbiased a reporter. While also Craig being is a like little fanboy, little bit. being like wink, wink, barring something crazy. You were you were a fanboy just a little bit. Uh, I love that you're just De Niroing it today. That's mm. it's my new character, Robert De Niro, uh, lightly from memory. Which even what is that? That's a uh, Goodfellas De Niro, and he's like, uh, you did. Uh, that's a little bit of Fokker too. Did offend him a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's Meet the Parents, De Niro. Uh, guessing lines from Goodfellas. And Meet the Parents, De Niro, for sure, watches Goodfellas. Oh, 100%. That like, guy, that's his favorite movie. Yeah. Um, last night's Coyotes-Avs uh, game was a perfect in encapsulation of both of those teams because the Avs have been, this year, at times, awesome. Like, dominant. And they've also puked all over themselves at several points uh, in like the same game this season. They're just wildly inconsistent. They fall apart so quickly. Their team eats itself alive. You have guys calling out their teammates, dads. You've got uh, their best defenseman, second best defenseman, sorry, being like, yo, my teammates suck. What do you want from me? Uh, and then you have the Coyotes who like not a great team on paper, Probably not a great team in actuality, but they do have this, like, they are dogs. This team, they, they're dogs. They're never out of games. They scratch. They claw. They are, like, very, very annoying. And the, they will find these comebacks even when they trail by large margins. So, like, I felt like last night's game was a perfect summation of both of these teams. Scra Scratching and clawing is like a dog whistle for Coyotes fans because that was like one of their like season mottos before is like Coyotes scratching and clawing. So whenever you say that, Coyotes fans' ears perk up for Whoa. sure. There you Love go. Love that. Um, you know what would be even more annoying than the Coyotes? If 
we, and I say we to mean Peter and David, jumped on the coyotes bandwagon now and were like acting like we discovered the coyotes. So we could constantly this you each other when one of them is like, don't look now, but my coyotes are hot. The other one can always reply with like a video from two hours earlier of us being like, Sean, we're not talking about the fucking coyotes. <laughs> they're boring and they're stupid and nobody cares about them. And they're not even a real team. They're moving. Hey, listen, I never said that the coyotes were boring and stupid. That was the Minnesota wild. That is fair. Uh, I said that the coyotes... Sean was just propping them up as the greatest team in the land. I was you doing did. no such thing. You, did, you were oh, a little bit. You, no, I was Sean, not. You, I said, I, my, you can go back and watch any episode you want. The only thing I ever said about were that team, them up. I said that they were the hottest team in hockey, which was a factual statement. And I was saying that they did deserve a little bit of credit for beating the last five Stanley Cup champions. They deserve credit for that. Um, but I at no point was trying to make the case that they were like a good hockey team. You were making and the I, case. They are a good hockey team. I mean, they are a good hockey They're team. They're not well, a great hockey team. Little bit, you were making the case. I will make the case that they have the best coach. Well, not the best coach in hockey. The most underrated coach best video in guy? hockey. They, also, they do have the best video guy in hockey, but they have the most underrated coach in hockey. Andre Turney uh, is... Really good at his job. Wayne Gretzky's their coach, first of all, Mr. True. Coyotes true, true, fan. True, 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 true. They also play in the maybe the best division in hockey. That, okay, that's the real crux of this episode. And it's Oil Shark Day, by the way. We, God bless us. We haven't even mentioned Oil Shark Day. That's the night. But uh, we were just shooting the shit yesterday off the pard, mm -hmm. being like the Central Division is the way I put it on Twitter was the, uh, the Central Division is the Babe Ruth of hockey. It's just unbelievable and kind of-ish out of nowhere. So obviously, uh, for, first of all, seven of the eight teams in the Central Division are above 500. The Pacific, which I love, could fucking never. Yeah, uh, I know. They, what, like seven of the eight teams in the Central uh, have, or yeah, seven of the, of the eight teams in the Central have better, more points than five of the teams in the Pacific. So obviously Avs, Jets, Stars are taking up the three playoff spots right now. Yeah. The next four teams in the Central are the top four teams in the wild card. Yeah. Like the wild card race right now has some light participation from the Pacific. Like you got a little, got a little Seattle here. You got it's, a little. It's all teams that you're like, Ah, they'll be, they'll be there. They'll they're they're they'll show up to the party at some point. Maybe fucking not. They, <laughs> like, right. yeah. They're just they're there's a it, there's a capacity at this party. It, right. In the meantime, the central is gumming it up. So seven of the eight teams are above five hundred. Obviously, five of the eight teams, which is the max, are in playoff position right now. And the eighth team, we keep saying seven of eight, five of eight. That lowly eighth team. Has fucking Connor Bedard on it. I know. And that's. I mean, they suck, but they have Connor Bedard. <laughs> Dude, I would. <sighs> do want to say that, like, last night's Blackhawks game felt like, like, not a turning point for, like, this season. You can turn multiple times. But, but like, at, for a team that's as bad as the Blackhawks, you have to take your, like, your small victories when you can get them. And last night's game did feel like that was a. Like a like a a real not a galvanizing but like a we got one kind of victory for that team. Like you know, they, they played a good game against the Winnipeg Jets, who have been awesome for the past month or so. 
They probably didn't deserve to win that game, but they won that game. Bedard had two goals, overtime winner. Peter Mrazek played great. Mm -hmm. Like a, a, a rare, like feel good win for the Blackhawks last night. And, you know, we're getting a little bit. We're getting we're getting sneaky demonstrative Connor Bedard. I now. know he's, he's being, like he's calling games, saying go yeah. the fuck home. I saw our guy Chief it. was tweeting something that we were talking about before this show even started, and we talked about with Bedard when he was on here. Like the that kid, I don't know if he has it in him to fear or if like he just doesn't have that gene. He he doesn't have that gene. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He gene. just goes. He goes to the net. Doesn't care if he, like, that beautiful face is never getting mangled. Yeah. He, Hopefully. He, he fucking, whether it's wraparounds, Michigan's going straight to the net. That kid is not scared. And now we've got a few times, a little bit, where he scores a goal and he'll give some he looks. Does, he'll he does give like a the, little, that's fucking right. Kind he'll of give thing. a, what did you expect? Yeah. Who is, uh, shit, who was the, uh, was it Rapino who just like, scored the goal just like kept running and was just like what the fuck you want from me what did you <laughs> yeah. expect was going to happen it's got a little rapino to him it, a little bit yeah i uh i i do really like the fact that he he's very calm even in his like celebrations and he's he's got like that quiet cockiness to him Sean did. i just love every cell every time he scores it's stick in left hand to the sky other arm extended kind of just like tilted and he's just like he did. The, he did like the it's over last. I'm night the greatest player scoring. of all time. Yeah, like was, some like some like Vince Carter yeah, a little bit. It was uh, awesome. And see, after on the bench when they were interviewing him on the bench, he he dropped like some line. And oh, the, they're gonna say like he dropped an f bomb. No, like, a little bit. <laughs> no, almost better. Like he he said something, and the crowd was like yeah and like they started to cheer and he like was about to make like another point and he was like oh oh i'll wait and he like let the crowd uh, like take that moment and he was like yeah that's right I'll, I'll wait i'll I'll wait to come back here uh he did say like uh chicago feels like home now so he, he, he's pandering i feel like he is such a good guy that as he was getting into the league he was like i'm going to make sure that i am that guy before i start talking that shit and now we're starting to realize he's like oh i'm actually i am one of the better players in the nhl so fuck everybody I 15 do, I goals do. this season man i i will give you credit i i think that you are spot on like he is going to be like a top five he's gonna be in like the top five discussion by the end of the season he I, is he is almost a point per game player on this blackhawks team which is insanely impressive, especially for an 18-year-old, an undersized 18-year-old, not playing with many great players, like worse than we expected. Uh, or like this guy, for real, for real. It, the only thing that sucks about him is that like the, the Calder race, if he was not playing right now, would be fucking electric. Like you have 10 guys within five points of each other. Too. But at this point, it's like people are trying to, to force Brock Faber right now. Yeah. In order for there to be. There's no discussion. Like I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, what about Brock Faber for the Calder? And it's like, I get that he's playing a, a ton of minutes and he's got like a massive responsibility for that Minnesota wild team. And he's, he's playing extremely well. And I'm impressed as anybody by Brock Faber. He's not in the discussion. It's a one man discussion. Did it's you Connor see uh, a friend of the podcast, Emily Kaplan tweeted, uh, early in the season, people in the league were quietly complaining about the media attention Connor Bedard was getting. And a lot of people reacted. They were like, oh, well, how pissy. Blah, blah. 
let me tell you something. Emily Kaplan covers the NHL, goes, deals with all of these teams, talks to all of these people. You only need the slightest connection to any NHL people for them to complain about shit to you uh, yeah. off the record. So while I do feel bad that people are acting like it's an isolated, like if you were to say to Emily, like, do they complain about other stuff sometimes? Like, yeah, of course. Like I remember when uh, TJ Oshie scored uh, the, all those shootout goals in the Olympics, mm -hmm. when the teams came back, all the like dressing rooms, the conversation and all of them were just like, every time media would walk in, but. Let me guess, you're going to ask me about TJ Oshie. <laughs> oh, real fucking... Oh, I couldn't believe it when the guy who scores goals scored goals. Wow, what a fun thing. So I'm sure that people were like, let me guess, did I see the Connor Bedard goal last night? But like, I don't know, man. We were just supposed to talk about the Central Division, <laughs> all these good teams. We went straight to Bedard. The proof's in the pudding. That kid is so fucking captivating. Yeah. You can't take your eyes off him. Every time he scores a goal, we're texting each other about it because they're all highlight goals too. As you said, on a bad team, he has to do... Like, there's so much... Uh, there's so much McDavid to what he has to do where... And granted, McDavid has, like, all Galaxy line mates at times, but there are moments when McDavid's like, fuck it, we need a goal, I'm scoring a goal... Connor Bedard's like that, and I think that he's probably second to McDavid right now in terms of players that have that to their game. No, Austin Matthews. Matthews, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think it's very exciting right now that uh, Matthews, I've said this before, but like I think that Matthews is the best American player to ever play. Like, not... Not the most accomplished, obviously. Insulting a, Frank Vetrano a little bit. No, there's there's like a lot of guys who have accomplished more than Austin Matthews. I know that. But in terms of like pure talent and being able to take over games, being a pure goal scorer, like Austin Matthews is like one of the best to ever do it. And we are seeing right now two very incredible generational goal scorers kind of just taking over with with Matthews and I think we're getting there with Connor Bedard and it does feel like every every time Bedard gets on the board it's just like you get inched a little bit closer towards like we're lucky to be uh to be able to watch this guy so uh Avs Jets Stars Coyotes Preds Blues Wild are the top seven teams in the central and as we said coyotes preds blues wild currently gumming up the wild card picture do any of these seven teams go away yeah i think blues the blues probably. go away yep um the preds i think aren't very good and we may see them kind of fall off i love the Preds. i'm curious <laughs> about the wild though like the wild have looked good since firing dean evison they've won four in a row um like their numbers have been good too they've been more fun to watch, apparently. I've been told since I got criticized for saying that they're boring. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't think that any of those teams are particularly great, but, like, I could see the Wild hanging around, not so much the Preds or the Blues. All right, well, uh, we've got uh, celebrating to do. Wait, is that is that a Arizona Coyotes are making the playoffs? I, I said before the season, I said one of my favorite bets this year was to bet on the Arizona Coyotes making the playoffs plus 500. Well, yeah, he did I, say I that before that you knew who either of us were. I Sean. thought they were good. I thought that too before the season, but then I am also shocked. I didn't necessarily think that they were going to do it, but I was like, they have no, an NHL a, team. Yeah. They play, and I think we're kind of burying the lead here. 
with the Central Division discussion is I thought the Central Division was going to be the worst division in hockey by far. Like, in terms of there's, like, Colorado, there's Dallas, then who the fuck else? I thought that, like, the Wild might be there as, like, the third best team in that division. But that, like, the beyond the top two teams there, I thought that division was going to be awful. And really, only one team in that division has been awful, and it's been the Blackhawks. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the Central Division went from what I expected to be the worst to, like, maybe the most captivating. You know who's the worst division in hockey? The Pacific Division. Pacific Division. Yeah. It's, like, high-key ass. <laughs> it's high-key ass. But what's it's great a very about, good way of putting it. What's great it. about that, though, is, like, Oilers, we'll talk about them in a second, like, they're six in the Pacific. They're 500. Ducks aren't going anywhere. Sharks... Sharks were on, uh, like, path to the picture watch. They're kind of out of that now. But Atlantic kind of stinks too, man. Canadians, Sabres seem dead in the water. Senators seem dead in the water. But uh, mazel tov to the Central Division because they're great. Uh, as I said, though, we got some big celebrating to do because if you see the jerseys behind me, I never know which ones to put where. My stupid head blocks them. Uh, we got an oil shark bowl tonight, and the last one was when the Oilers were really struggling to get themselves going. The Sharks were coming off their first win of the season, and who did the Sharks beat? Was it the Sharks beat the Coyotes in their first game of the season? I feel like they did. Shoot. And then they went into the No, oil I feel like I would have bowl. given it w way, way harder to Sean if the Coyotes had chunked it. Who did they beat? Ah, uh, shit. Oh, it was the Flyers. Okay, yeah. yeah. Watch that game. Uh, Those assholes. Anyway, uh, we have the second Oil Shark Bowl, which, has been, which was coined by Pete last time. The Oilers are 500, 15, 15, and 1. Uh, they won eight in a row famously. Then they lost three straight. Now they're on a two-game win streak. They're five points out of a playoff spot. The five teams ahead of them for the second wild card spot have all played more games. Four of them, everyone but the Wild, have played at least two more games. So, for being 500, the I definitely consider the Oilers in the picture. Uh, the Sharks had gone on a tear after U.S. Thanksgiving. They were five two and zero, but they are one six and one since they had a one zero lead on the Kings last night. I went to bed. Woke up to see that they lost five to one. There's <laughs> six straight loss. The Sharks uh, should want to win this game because their next five are Colorado, Detroit, Winnipeg, Toronto, and Toronto. So that's a tough. That's a tough run. <laughs> so you so you get to this Oil Shark Bowl with the Oilers coming out of what looked like it could be another nosedive. They're starting to get their footing again. It's just been yo-yo dieting for them all season. And the Sharks back in a nosedive. How do you feel about this one? It is in San Jose. It is in the Bay. Yeah, I, I this it's the American Oil Shark Bowl. Yes, that's Wait, right. Wait, is it in? It's in San Jose. I thought the first one was in San Jose. The first one was uh, was in San Jose. So this one, they're both. Yeah, I mean they play each other what four times? Oh yeah, that's true. For, yeah, for some reason my head was like, <laughs> for some reason my head uh, kind of shaped this matchup as like a this only happens twice a year, but it's, it's no, it it happens quite a bit more than that. Uh, no, so I uh, I just feel like there's no way it can live up to expectations after what we got from the first one, which was one of the most electric games of the season that somehow lived up to the hype. Um, 
I need both of these teams to be like in dire straits mm. for uh for the 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 kind of the hype to be where it was or for them to be we, we there was a point in time where we thought that they were going to be the two hottest teams in hockey meeting the second time around which would be hilarious uh yeah i just i just feel like the the oilers have kind of figured it out and at least like a little bit where they're a respectable team now and san jose is still like kind of what we thought that they were in terms of being one of the worst teams in the league so I'd be surprised if this one kind of registered for me. You know what's amazing is the next and final Oil Shark Bowl after this is April 15th in Edmonton, the second to last game of the season. Oh, baby. Edmonton is on, is every game a playoff game from here on out mode? So the Sharks could play massive spoilers. But they could also spoil shit for themselves. Like, if you consider the fact that the Sharks might be in a position to be losing lottery balls if they win that game, that could be the most exciting Oil Shark Bowl of the season. Some things are bigger than hockey, though. That's right. So it's not about the... I mean, we're in New England where you're supposed to beat the fucking Broncos, asshole, kicker, bullshit, ruin your fucking draft selection. The Sharks could do a lot of ruining people's seasons and like they're in the month of april they play seattle twice they play the coyotes they they play the kings the blues the coyotes the flames the kraken again the wild the oilers and then the flames again so they could do a lot of ruining people's seasons in the last you know yeah they could ruin their own season too if we know quinny like we think we know quinny they're gonna like fuck shit up in the last. <laughs> oh, that's that's a one loss month of April coming for the for the <laughs> yes. the sharks. But I, that's I was this is gonna contradict what I just said as a Patriots fan. But I do like when the team like clinches the first overall pick in win. And it, there's a lottery in this league, so it doesn't make as much sense. But like I do like when the team that gets the first overall pick or clinches the first overall pick does a little something that makes you think like, ooh, like, but kind of watch out for them. They're a piece away. Yes. And I don't know, though. Shark, if the Sharks get rid of Duclair, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, then uh, I think then... Matt then Celebrini's not saving that team. Then they, then they have to rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> then they have to blow do the it sharks, up. <laughs> do the Sharks have to rebuild? We have to. That's what we should start doing with like clearly rebuilding teams. Be like, look, they gotta blow it up. It's should not they working. blow it up? <laughs> should they just play the young guys? It's like that's what they're fucking doing, man. Uh, you know what uh, I should do is tell you about Factor. It's incredible. Pete's got it right there. Is that the mango? This is tropical fruit. So tropical we just got a, a brand new Factor package this morning, and there's a couple. There's a couple new meals in there. There's a couple new types of smoothies. And we got wellness shots. Little, little tiny little shooters Whoa. For, for wellness. So they've got, they've got a whole lot of product and variety for, uh, for you folks at home. If you're like me and find yourself uh, at points taking in more than five grams of sugar, these smoothies are a godsend because they give you that sweetness that you crave that flavor that you crave, and whether you want it as a meal replacement, as a quick, you're on the go, you forget to eat sort of thing. I love these smoothies. Pete is crazy about the microwavable meals. I am too. You pop them in. Sean, you've been on that life? Oh, yeah. Don't sleep on the breakfast. 
The breakfast? Tell me. I well, I'm just like a piece of shit, and so I don't like waking up early and making breakfast. They have mm. pancakes you can get, like you, just mm. like everything else, like microwavable breakfast. That's my vibe, right? There. They have pancakes. Yes. And are they like kind of healthy, but not trying to be? Anything I mean, yeah, they're not? everything and breakfast kind of healthy. But yeah, 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 they're like real ingredients, legit. real food. <laughs> yeah. Is that Papa John? Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I wasn't I was sure like, if that's, that's where that's you were like going, but I was going to say it. Yeah. No, it's like, I was going to say, like, the Papa John's of food. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, Papa, John's no Papa John's no apostrophe of, of food. I, uh, I am a huge fan of Factor, though. Like, two-minute microwavable meals. Uh, they, they fill you up. They taste really good. We had this conversation, actually, before the show even started, that, like, the Factor microwavable, microwavable meals tastes like real food not like microwavable meals and that's impressive so head to factormeals.com slash what chaos 50 and use code what chaos 50 to get 50 percent off that's code what chaos 50 at factormeals.com slash what chaos to get 50 percent off real quickly to tie up the sharks conversation uh we watched the bruins last night they moved morgan geeky to their first line center a text may have been sent among the what chaos boys saying Wish I knew that was happening before I fucking bet on the Bruins. And, and then Morgan Geeky so, went out, had a great game. To which, before we move on to the him having a great game, there may have been a response saying... You said something like, suck my dick Yeah, or don't you fucking dare talk yeah. down on Morgan Geeky. I've been on the Morgan Geeky is a great player. He's not a great player. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a very good player. And he's a player that, like, you need in your bottom six... If you're going to be a very good team, get a geeky jersey. Then I will. I would love to get a geeky jersey. Get one. Let's hit up a Bruins employee. Be like, "Yo, come to the pro shop with me, so I can get that sweet discount." And I have receipts too. On the day that they signed Morgan Geeky, I was like, "Morgan Geeky's a really good player." And there were Bruins fans that were like, "Like his career high is 21 points in a season." And I was like, "He's not a guy who puts points on the board. He's a guy." who like does everything right and just like plays hard. He's a dog. Now he is putting up points. I think I have a bet with uh, John Bouchagras mm. this year that uh, Morgan Geeky over 34 and a half points. And if that happens, John Bouchagras is going to take me to his uh, his lovely golf course. Oh, I was going to say he's going to buy you chicken parm. No. That's what I was well, thinking. He's going to make will. you watch Kaulitaki. So I uh, I think that Morgan Geeky is is awesome. Don't you dare. We should we should besmirch. just totally steal the chicken college. farm bit. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the college hockey thing. We should like. We should I showed steal you his the, whole flow. We yeah, we let's steal his entire flow <laughs> and college hockey. I like that lovely uh, guy. Great at uh, what he does. Let's steal all of it. Okay. <laughs> let's steal. What's the name of his show? The Sports Center. Yeah. Steal. steal. <laughs> Nicholas Cage voice. We're, We're going steal to steal Sports Center. Sports Center. Uh I used to do uh so years ago at my last job, uh we were going to make a show that we didn't end up making and one of the elements of it, one of the recurring bits on it was a segment called What'd you do that for? that was clearly just Come on, man. <laughs> you know Come on, man, Sean? Oh yeah. Uh, so it was just clearly come on, man. But we would show clips that were like normal and we would like force them into like a, and what's this guy doing? What'd you do that for? But it was just very clearly come on, man. Uh, we started it's wild that the show didn't yeah, work out. We started putting it on a different, they 
we didn't end up doing this full show, but they started putting it on another show. And I realized that none of the producers or anybody would watch these before they'd put them on the air. So me and Tom Giles would literally just say, come on, man. <laughs> and we, <laughs> it was like exactly come on, man. And they were just Aaron. Nobody would uh, look. But uh, Fluto Shinzawa writes that wing for the Bruins has become a mandatory upgrade. And we had this conversation kind of recently I was saying Bruins got to get some forward. Oh, it was when we were talking about Anthony Duclair. Mm -hmm. And you were like, uh, uh, defense maybe. I'd also like defense for the Bruins. But uh, Pluto writes that uh, Elias Lindholm is the ideal fit. You could make Pavel Zaka a wing, but that everybody would outbid them because the Bruins don't have a first-round pick. They don't have any good prospects either. I agree. There's no way they could get Lindholm, right? Yeah, I think a lot of the smoke uh, with Lindholm is pointing towards Colorado. Which would rock. I'd be all in favor of that. Uh, Pluto writes, though, that if they go for a wing, quote, teams like the Sharks, Chicago Blackhawks, and Anaheim Ducks may be convinced to put out their for sale signs well before the March 8th trade deadline. If so, Anthony Duclair... Tyler Johnson and Adam Henrique could be among the unrestricted free agents to be up for grabs. Uh, What do you think of the Bruins making a move for forward? And how much would you love Duclair to replace Patrice Bergeron as the resident (laughs) Quebecois? I thought you were going to say the number one center on the Bruins. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) I just have him do all the Patrice Bergeron things. Might as well. Um, like so, I, I said identical this, games. I said this, yeah. I said this like a week or two ago, and when, when we brought up the first time, like, I don't hate it. I, I, I don't think that it's the like the greatest fit, but I, I, I don't like. I, I do think at this point that they could use forward upgrades, um, specifically like bottom six forward upgrades, I'd like say like middle six. Middle six is is fair. Um, I just think that this team needs a little bit more depth, and they need. Uh, especially like if you're trying to actually make a run this year and anybody gets banged up in the playoffs, pretty thin uh, on the back end. And I I still do think that they may need to prioritize like reinforcing the back end because that's where their strength is and you need to keep it your strength and they need to improve down the middle. What's a little annoying about this Bruins roster a little bit is that like some of the fixes I was on uh I was on the TV last night and they were asking like but if you can't get if you can't go out and get like a Lindholm what 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 do you do with this roster I'm like I some of the guys this is a very like just play better roster like Jake DeBrusque just like be fucking better like be you be Jake DeBrusque and problem solved JVR, I know you're getting a million dollars a year. You're not being paid to be prime JVR, but like be a little more like what you were in the beginning of the season. And like those are two huge fixes right there. Yeah, but so the thing with those two players in particular is that those two players are typically only as good as the people that they play with. Mm. And uh and like that's no disrespect. I, I like Jake DeBrusque a lot, and I like James Van Riemsdyk a lot. But like, you're not getting the best out of either one of those guys if they're not playing alongside somebody that they gel really well with. And I think the biggest problem that I have with this Bruins forward group is that there's no like, there's very few. This guy is locked into this this position, this role. 
uh there's a lot of moving and shaking here there's like two and and maybe that's a maybe that's you can consider that a positive at points and maybe you consider it a negative at points just that like there is a lot of moving and shaking and the the lineup is constantly in flux you know who should be feeling himself this season charlie coyle oh my god yes a lot of his bruins career it like the frustration has been kind of what i was just saying about jake debrusque and james ann reamsdyke we're like why can't like Charlie Coyle, like if you just gave like 15% more offensively or like, is he really like a second line center? He's going to have to be a tough, I'll tell you what, if the Bruins had one more Charlie Coyle, they'd be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, and I actually had this conversation yesterday about Charlie Coyle. Um, like he has answered all the complaints that, that Minnesota fans had about him when he was traded here. It was just that like, that he showed flashes, but he was severely inconsistent, would have like these really long dry spells where he wouldn't really do anything. And that's not the player that he is here. Like he, he plays really hard every night is, is kind of like a, even when he's not scoring, he's doing a bunch of things, right? You can move him around and, and he'll contribute. And I think that he's like, he's become a pretty good leader for this team. So uh, maybe it was Boston unlocking him. Maybe it was just like he needed to change the scenery. But Charlie Coyle has been awesome for this team. Okay, uh, big moment for the show. Uh, Pete came up with this idea when we were at a bar in Columbus, talking over a football game. Pete says, "Listen, Hockey. mouthful of peanuts, just fucking gross." He's like falling all over himself. <laughs> just kidding. We didn't. None of us even approached like getting buzzed once. Also, in Columbus, did we? This idea was hatched. Before Columbus, was it not? I don't know. Was it? Uh, if uh, if we're talking, I was about gonna, it, my heart was going to sink if you were like, "This was my idea." <laughs> no, it was so bad. Was definitely. But was idea. it not hatched at the bar in the airport? It could have been. Oh, oh it was yeah. the airport. Yeah, it was a product of the airport bar. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, which yeah. is, by the way, a while. Like I'm like fucking woofing you of like, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? Like the greatest moment of stress that I've had in the last like two years was that night at the airport being like, where are we going to go? Are we going to be able to get to Columbus? Blah, blah. You're pretty cool. Calm and collected coming up with ideas. <laughs> my, like my one idea came at the most stressful time for the that. Button, yeah. No, I mean, please. Uh, but it, it was, a. it would just, I'll just say like, it was not a time where I was, feeling happy or creative and uh you came through so this idea is essentially our show's in-season tournament for the nhl and i know that everybody's been trying to force the in-season tournament idea on the nhl nobody i guarantee it has thought of this idea we're gonna paint the ice red that's right on january 6th <laughs> that's fucked up we'll get to that yeah. in a little bit uh this idea is called the chaos chain and it's going to start with the Winter Classic on New Year's Day. The winner of that game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken will hold the proverbial belt, or I guess in, in this case, for our intensive purposes, the chain. They will hold the chain until they are then beaten. And whoever beats the chain holder assumes the throne, holds the chain, and this will go on every single day this season until the end of the regular season. And whoever holds the chain at the end of the regular season is crowned the Chaos Chain winner. Wow. I, I mean, 
I needed it explained because I was in a very stressed state. I needed it explained a couple of times, but I'm so in on it because it's going to come down to like once we're in like the final weeks of the season, it's going to be amazing. And we're going to be looking at like final weeks of the schedule and mm -hmm. being like, fuck, is there any way that team can beat that team? Because then they play this team that I want to meet. And we're all going to pick teams that we want to win it. I don't know, do friendly wagers with each other, whatever. Uh, for our purposes, the three of us are going to have our teams assigned to us via mm -hmm. a randomizer in a couple minutes. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, th I think the most beautiful thing about it is that it, it really does play into the chaos factor in the sense that it is completely randomized. There's no way that you could predict who will end up with this chain at the end of the season just based off of, like, it's going to be passed around in quote-unquote meaningless regular season games that we now find a lot of meaning in. And so, like, that that part excites me. And also just having, like, the team that we support be chosen also by uh, by random is very fun. Uh, we'll need listeners and whatnots to keep track of this. And we'll keep track of it. But <laughs> it will be nice to be reminded, like, constantly who's got it. And maybe we could toss it on our beautiful ticker that Sean made. It should be like current chain holder is whomever they play this team. Uh, Sean, I did ask our friends if they could uh, make us a, a rendering of what this uh, tournament could look like. Could you uh, throw it up for me? There you go. That's some uh, chat GPT. What the that's fuck? a chain <laughs> of a hot. That's I said, make a chain with a mess of hockey stuff. And that's a big, that looks like intestines, but that's kind of what this is. Somebody commented, is this kind of the in-season cup that Merrick and Friedman do on 32 uh -oh. Thoughts? Oh, boy. If if this is an idea that, like, is not unique to us, I'm going to be very upset. Please. Somebody We're doing it anyway. But well, like, I just want to say that even if they had this idea, that idea, no offense, is not all that original. Because as I explained to you when this idea, when you first came up with this idea, there is something like this in college football already that traces back to like the first ever college football game. And actually it, it, I think Washington holds it right now. So the college football playoff is going to be for the, I forget what they call it. Um, but this is different because talking, uh, could this I'll fall, so I was going to say, could this fall under basic discovery of like, we both independently thought of it or will people be like, this is an established enough thing. I don't know. I mean, now I'm nervous. I don't like but. that he's told it to three people, you, me, and the audience, <laughs> and both and two of the three people <laughs> like, have said, not that this is already a thing. <laughs> I mean, we know deep in our hearts that this idea was, was come up with naturally. So, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the chat. Somebody said, is this kind of what, what they do, American Freeman on 32 Thoughts? Uh, and Jesse Larkin responded, that's the in-season cup. This is the chaos chain. Totally different thing entirely. I may not know about the in-season tournament thing, but I know enough about the internet that when somebody responds something like that, <laughs> this is exactly what the fuck that is. God damn it. All right. We're, st we're still going to do it. We're still going to yeah. know. We're going to do it. And we're going to be really so defensive about it. <laughs> we're going to do it so emphatically that it, uh, that it is now ours. Fuck. We are we are jacking uh, Bucci's flow and yeah. we're jacking thirty two thoughts. Sean, scrub any proof that uh, yeah. we know who Elliot Friedman is or uh, that he's been on our show. Daniel Crawford from the chat. 
No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Daniel. Uh, only people that we mention or follow can comment. <laughs> I love when I find that on Twitter. I'm like, ooh, someone, someone done did something that their tweet has only people they mentioned or follow. <laughs> yeah. like, they must have pissed somebody off with one of their recent tweets, which brings us to this. Was it the Cincinnati Cyclones? Yeah, are we are we doing this before we're doing the, the picking our teams? Oh shit, no, let's pick. Let's our pick teams. our teams. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna choose Up our first, teams, Mr. At, Original. <laughs> we're gonna choose our teams at extreme random, which is the most random way you can do it. Entering all thirty-two teams into a random wheel spinner on the internet and just hitting spin. So who do we? Who wants to go first here? I mean, you're the godfather of this. All right, so idea. I will, I will have my team selected first. Here we go. Oh my oh. god, oh, if it ended on the Minnesota Wild, I would have been furious. It did not. It landed on the Montreal Canadiens, which absolutely, sir, I will take the Montreal Canadiens. Gives me a reason to watch Canadiens games, which short on those this year. Wait, why does it say wait, did it land on them? It did. I had to I removed it so it didn't land on it again. Oh, okay. okay. Great. You get a it shot of uh Pete in uh uh, his uh, signing day mode. Yeah. Give me that one shot right here. Give me that close up. There, there we go. It Habs, is. baby. Woo. So I saw a player wearing that hat, bought it. This hat's and so you, stupid. every time you've seen it, you've been like, that hat sucks. This hat sucks. It looks so bad on me. And I just thought it looked bad on me. That's the first time I've seen a hat look fucking horrible on you. <laughs> it's so I bad think, so like, I think that I will admit now, like that hat sucks. His hat is so bad. I need to find. Bring the, it back in here. I need to find the player I saw wearing that hat because that person must be the hottest this guy in the world. This hat is terrible, dude. Is that the worst hat <laughs> in the world? It might be one of the worst hats ever made. We should one day. We should go through our <laughs> office and like find the worst piece of merch we have. That's like a contender. Yeah, it's it's up there. All right, uh, all right, Sean boy. Let's give a spin for Sean. Shake that ass for Drake. Shake that ass for Sean. Oh, oh, oh no, I wanted him. He's got the penguins. Oh, I wanted him. It seems only right that I would have had the San Jose Sharks, but alas. Wow. Why? 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 Because mean? we. Uh, because as I will say, they are the blackest team in hockey. So I would have loved <laughs> to, to put on. I, I don't wanted know if you it's to good say or it, bad, right? but it's... that's exactly where I knew you were going. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I was. Uh, I had to ask for clarification because if one of us said yeah, it, we're no, like, you yeah, of course it. it would make sense. Uh, but I, I will. They are the blackest team in hockey. Black GM, multiple black players. It would have made sense. But that would have been a troublesome time for like Pete to say. Obviously, <laughs> <You're> right? <Yeah. laughs> what uh, Michael says, uh, Stanley, of course. <laughs> All right, let's give myself a spin. All right, so I'm we very got interested. The, all Eastern Conference teams so far. Oh, Abs. that's Whoa. that's yeah, that's an interesting one to get. That's a little front runnery, a little bit. Yeah, it's not not as cool. Like I like that we're kind of. I actually kind of like that we have a good mix of like we've got one really good team, like top of the league team. Mm -hmm. We've got one in the middle team, and then one bottom feeder. All right, so I think do we make a social clip? We for sure got to make a social clip today out of Bedard mm -hmm. because I think Bedard's stuff fucking plays we also got to start resurfacing our bedard stuff now that more people know who we are and follow us because we've we're starting to get bit by bit a little bit uh who are these guys mm -hmm. 
There was some industry plant industry talk plant accusations that was uh, great, but yeah, we I think I see we do a social clip off of our Bedard talk earlier. That was electric. Also, though, a chaotic clip explaining this idea, who we got, and in real time, us finding out somebody else has already copied this idea. <laughs> yes, I do. We have absolutely have to accuse uh, Thirty Two Thoughts of copying our idea, not vice versa. All right. Do we want to do? Uh, God, I liked I liked spinning that wheel. But. I know. I, I I want to get more teams involved somehow. But I I do. I'm happy with uh, with ending up with the Canadians. Although I don't know what we're, we're still figuring out. Like what the the prizes and like the kind of the wagers are going to be as this goes along. But like I, one of my ideas did involve jerseys. But my personal rule is that I can't wear a uh, Montreal Canadiens jersey. Um, I mean, you. I feel like you should have the opportunity to do like a, a death spin. Like, what, so like change your team if you want, but you got to stick with the next spin if you want. I don't know if you're if you're now. Oh, I do like the idea abs. of being able to bail on your team, but you only get one respin. Oh, until the end of the that. season. Like, oh, you could pull it out at any time. Yeah, like yeah. you can use one respin, but there has to be like a like a quote unquote trade deadline for it because you can't have the, th I guess we could have the three of us respin like right before the last day of the season. If we know that like our team isn't going to be playing for it, you know, Oh like no. Ah, shit. Uh, I think that maybe once your team, uh, no, there's no way to know that like your team is out of it. Until, so like interesting for the Montreal Canadians, they play the, Detroit Red Wings back to back as their last two games of the season. Wow, that would be so cool. We're really watching the Detroit Red Wings for for Pete as a Red. Oh Red. hell yeah! Let me see what the Avalanche end of the. Oh my god! Of course, Avalanche end with the Oilers. <laughs> oh no! I would be amazing if it comes down to either me winning or the Oilers winning something. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. I uh. I uh, I'm I'm very into this idea. I'm very going to be invested. I, I wonder though, like what what at what point in time do we first get do we get one of our first games? Because it's going to obviously start with Vegas and Seattle. Mm. One of those teams is going to hold it. Wonder how long it takes for us to get like a a meaningful game for one of us. For the record, the Penguins' last game is against the New York Islanders. So I really hope that the season chain does not come down to an islanders game <laughs> why the penguins and islanders play super competitive games Didn't yeah you see last but then, you night? Gotta, then everyone has to watch an islanders game on the last day of the season i bet the islanders to beat the penguins in regulation last night they lost like 30 to nothing yeah and i do want to mention from that game chris letang had a real night for himself like a historic night set the record for nhl defenseman uh, recording five points in a period. Also, his six assists for the Penguins came in a span of 19 minutes and 33 seconds. No other player in NHL history has had six assists in a span of less than 30 minutes, never mind 20. The shortest span before Chris Letang last night recording six points was 30-17 by Wayne Gretzky in 1980. That's one of uh, the three stars for today. Another star, uh, Tom Cruise, Ooh. who was spotted outside Amelie after Panthers Lightning. And apparently he owns a place near there. But uh, Yeah, it's called the Church of Scientology. 
Yeah. I do believe they're like headquartered in Tampa. That can't be really. I believe so. I, I mean, they have. It's got to be churches. L.A. I've I, I've seen the building. Uh, I I think that it was in Tampa because uh, it was during the Stanley Cup final when I was there for Tampa, wow. and I saw like this big, fucked up, boring looking building, and it was like the Church of Scientology. Yeah, there are bases in Clearwater. Oh, oh. baby, yes. <laughs> wow. um, I that, just that's wa- like gotta be why he was there, right? I mean, it would it would add up. Uh, I just want to say, for the record, just going back to the chain real quick. Yeah. Uh, if the Kraken win, first game will be against my Pittsburgh Penguins, <laughs> or not their first game, but the f- first game afterwards. If, if the Kraken win, the first team of ours that they play is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Um, if but they may not even hold it by the time. Well, they play no, the no, Penguins no. Then. yeah. But the Golden Knights, if they win, the first team of ours that they play is the Colorado Avalanche. They have two games before, so they would have to win three straight. Before playing the Colorado. Okay. It's going to be very exciting when one of our teams is in action to have the chain. We should count days with the chain. Yeah. That should be like a, a stat. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I definitely think that we should count days with the chain regardless, like for all 32 teams. I also I also like the idea, um, Stacy said in the chat, of adding some of our whatnots that are here every day, uh, giving them teams as well. Which we don't uh, yeah. Have to do yeah. On there, I mean, but. we talked... Uh, it's come up the idea of us uh, making like a Patreon for uh, travel so we don't uh, die. Uh, <laughs> but maybe somehow we make this part of that, like yeah, a premium. Like get an entry. You get to, right. You get to be like on the, uh, like in the standings on the leaderboard for this very real, highly, highly unique tournament. There's no tournament named like it. No, absolutely not. And we're going to hang a banner or a chain. At the end of the season, a ba- uh, chain banner, chain banner. That'd That's actually right. be sick. that would be dope. Um, wanted to uh, shout out my guy Sam Reinhardt as well. Uh, another goal last night 22, 20, 21, 21, 42 in 34 games, fourth in the league in goals. Uh, he is on a 51 goal pace and a 102 point pace in a contract year at 28 years old. Pay that man. He's money. He's I think make the, a bajillion dollars. the best, the best line in tandem in the league this year, maybe Sam Reinhardt and Alex Barkov uh, in Florida. Those two together on the ice this season, outscoring opponents twenty six to eight, and uh, it's very funny because uh, Reinhardt without Barkov is being outscored zero to four. So, uh, Sam Reinhardt got a break off a piece to, uh, Sasha Barkov when he gets his, his next paycheck, which like shout out Sam Reinhardt. He's an awesome player. Uh, not, that's like not to say like he's a, a, "Eh, not so much an awesome player. Shout out a little bit. Shout him out a little bit. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Sam Reinhardt rocks. He's going to get paid. He's going to make a shitload of money. Thanks in large part to, to Sasha Barkov, but they're very fun to watch in Florida this year. All right, we were just in uh, Ohio for uh, an NHL team, but it's another hockey team that's making news because the Cincinnati Cyclones chunked it big time <laughs> on social media. They sent out a tweet uh, Tuesday about their red throwback jerseys with the caption, we don't care, we paint the town red, in parentheses, on January 6th. Now... That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> Just the, the parentheses make it so much worse. It, 
I I do believe them that they didn't know. That what I don't I you don't believe in them the slightest no I, that I, you I think, sweet thing I think that I believe them but they they could not have crafted a tweet that seems like they know more than that one I mean my thing is is like did they really chunk it because sure they put out the thing being like this was not a political statement but the thing about it is is like oh, wait, I can don't, I well, go ahead. I was, can I read the statement that they oh, put yeah. out? Because it is quite possibly the funniest team statement that I've read in a long time. So they said, uh, last night we shared a video of our red warm-up jerseys with lyrics to a trending song. The tweet was meant to hype people up for our throwback night where we will wear the retro-inspired jerseys. Our throwback night is traditionally held on the first weekend of January. This night and these jerseys are in no way a political statement. If you had heard that out of context without a, like zero clue of what was going on, you'd be like, what the fuck happened here? What if you just heard it 10 years ago? You're like, <laughs> true. Who the fuck cares if it's a political statement? Shut up, dorks. Go play hockey. Also, feel real bad for Eric in the chat. January 6th as a birthday is a tough one. Now. Oh, that's, that's, that's tough. a tough one. <laughs> it's that's a little dangerous. Where but were you on January 6th, Eric? Chuck E. Party. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> no, who else was? Going nuts. <laughs> I, things on fire. I think that this was potentially an absolutely genius marketing move. Engagement farming. Because in no way was it like actually a political statement, right? Like, I don't think you can really read that and be like, they were pro-insurrection or anything. I don't like know. That. When you say paint the town red on January 6th. Also being in Ohio not, yeah. does not make that better. The but. only way that I like, I feel like maybe there's an argument against me being like, ah, this is by accident. They left the tweet up for quite some, some time. They left yeah. the tweet up for like at least 18 And also, hours. who was talking about the Cyclones before yesterday? Like, no one cared. And now a bunch of people, like... Now know that those jerseys exist, and hey, maybe maybe they will have a bunch of a bunch of January Sixers being like, "That's my team." That's I was my just jersey. about to say, you know that some like on some anti Bud Light shit, some chuds are buying that jersey and wearing it and being like, "Whoa, got a problem? Got a problem with the president?" Stuff like that. <laughs> got 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 a problem with. Well, I feel like it's gonna. It could be like the the Red Wings logo, where the Red Wings logo kind of got co opted by some right wingers, being like, "This is our this is our thing now." And the red and the Red Wings. Everybody's like, trying to co opt the Red Wings logo. Oh, yeah. It's the best logo. Oh hockey. yeah, but then the Red Wings had to come out and be like, "We do not I, support this." I'm I very. I'm 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 gonna keep an eye on that game on January 6th, By the way, I want to see like rowdy. the memes and the jokes about that game happening. Uh, I also. I'm just gonna end all my tweets about hockey that day with in parentheses on January 6th. <laughs> yeah. I, they're, gonna, they're gonna end up having someone like with like a tough goal where they crash the net, and they're gonna be like early on, and they're gonna be like, ah, the Cyclones stormed to a lead. <laughs> That's January 6th hockey, baby. Yeah. I uh, oh god, I uh, I did. We sent a, a text in the group chat yesterday that like. Somebody complained about uh, yesterday's show being too political, which is very funny. Just oh, we're just like, getting we were started, just, baby. We were just making jokes about like mocking the the blaming everything on the libs. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> politicizing everything. Yeah. Want to get political? The U.S. juniors team is currently uh, wiping Switzerland off the face of the earth. Ten three. Whoa, boys are buzzing. Boys are buzzing. Uh, yeah, but like first. I don't know who's listening to this show. Like if, if you're one of the people that got 
uh that sounded bad just like i don't know who's listening to the show in general no if you're one of the people who like are listening to the show after the coley and trill episode from yesterday and we had a few people that were like i've been trying to get into hockey and like maybe this show will do it for me i don't know if you are new to hockey if you're new to like the nhl if you're new to saddam hussein i implore you to check out the world junior championships on nhl network if you live in the united states because that was a uh, that's a very cool entry point for hockey for a lot of people just because it's like a more wide open game. It's more imperfect. There's a lot of scoring. There's a, a bit of craziness and just like there's a lot of pride on the line for these uh, for these old kids playing in the World Junior Championships. So uh, if you have a chance to check out the WJC, highly recommend it. I did look up, by the way, because I've heard this expression forever. Do you know what paint the town red means? I'm assuming that like uh, like cover it with the blood of your enemies. That's what I thought. Yeah. It just means act a fool. Really? And it has meant for ev- it, it's like uh, like basically it means like to carouse. And I was like, not what I thought that meant. Yeah, I what? assumed it was like a violent thing, but it was like to be out of control in often in like an in- a drunken way. And I mean, those motherfuckers on January sixth were pretty out of control mm-hmm. possibly drunk there's a nick mullen bit about like everybody there drove drunk to it <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, I i mean i i just assumed the paint the town red had something to do with blood yeah I, I i thought there was some blood stuff and then obviously like red the they have since clarified there was no <laughs> political uh thing in there true there's the red political imagery there's also oh i just wanted to say this might be my favorite team in hockey they have two mascots one of them is a pig in a helmet is Um, it what as a pig it's a pig in a helmet pig in a hockey helmet the other one is a cyclone and by a cyclone i mean it is like a human body with a head that is supposed to be a tornado and honestly just looks like a flathead screw um (laughs) so i kind of loved everything that the cincinnati cycle oh so i saw that one that's the screw one sucks brother it's awful it's so bad and i kind of love it it is honestly somehow a worse hurricanes logo dude i might need to get to cincinnati not only is it throwback night it is also teddy bear toss night and it is two dollar hot dog soda and beer night Dude. I did see that they uh, they had dollar beer night like this week or something, and the uh, the for the, the admin, <laughs> the, yeah, right. <laughs> that would explain a lot. And uh, there was a lot of beers up on the uh, the glass in that game, and there was like all like it was like Miller High Life. I was very into that, it. Not Bud Light, right? Exactly. That's going to be an electric environment. I know a person that works for the Cincinnati Cyclones. Really? I, yeah. Oh, I, so I was going to say like we should, should we get out turn there? this rip job into. Like Spawn Con. <laughs> yes. And like what? we should like be we should be in bed with the Cincinnati Cyclones. Probably like a fourteen hour drive from here, if I had to guess. Why would we drive? I mean, kinda last second. I don't know how 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 I can't imagine that planes to Cincinnati co- cost that much money. Or exist is more mine. I don't know, I don't know, we, know how many flights are gonna the, uh, flying to Columbus was super easy. More than yeah. <laughs> super easy came up some with some great ideas more right uh, productive ideas. some like unique one of one ideas man i'm so excited i'll just say it because it's been on my mind for the last two days i've been trying to unplug my brain for a little bit 
and I fucking can't because I learned two days ago that I misplaced a uh, a memory card that has the elements of the Columbus Pro Shop Wars on it, and I don't know where it is, and my life is ruined <laughs> if like a big part of that Columbus trip, if really, if, if anything that we were planning on making doesn't get made, my brain would break, but the fact that it is entirely my fault upsets me a lot. Well, I, d I don't, I do want to say it because I'm going to say it, but of the two content trips that we've done, not counting New York, which we didn't get like players or whatever, yeah. the two content trips that we've got, Chicago, you chunk the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> but you chunked, uh, but you chunked something that we ended up saving. Not, not just to score keep. Wait, you left something in the pro shop that we thought was lost. And oh yeah. I was, was like, that was not super necessary. And it was early in the days of Sean. And I was like, it's very important that like we set an example that it's okay. We're all in this together. That was so something I was that we could have like, replaced with money. Like, true, you know, true. Like, we lost content. The, the, the pictures thing is, is light content. It's like, you also, we all, you, well, I was going to say, we, you guys showed up to Chicago without a tripod plate also. So we had to that's improvise true. there too. That is true. So I'm, I'm, I, I've taken on the role as like, guys, it's okay if like, like life happens, we all mess up sometimes. <laughs> and since <laughs> doing that, you. I have just, I have messed up the two biggest times. I, I will take ownership. I did chunk a part of the New York trip, a very big part of the trip. Did you? Well, or, like my existence. Hmm. Uh, you got a picture it. of the guy who uh, chunked the New York. <laughs> uh, no pictures of this. Uh, yeah, the, the the New York story is very funny. Um, so I I don't blame you for either one of the, and I I still am holding out hope that you, we will find the SD drive. And I I truly do believe that though. Like if any of us it. like fucks up a thing or loses a thing, like I am creatively and like collaboratively of the mind that like. You didn't fucking do it on purpose. And right. it's not like a, I, I hope it's not like a characteristic of mine that I fucking <laughs> lose SD cards. I think mentally you just need to be like, we lost it. We're never finding and it. Then you're and, and then, then you're, you're fine. And then you're going to find it. it. Yeah. Brother, I've been staying up nights watching The Sopranos, like just knowing, like thinking about where is this? My apartment is the cleanest it's ever been because I have turned it upside down 300 times. I was in here for like, Kind of a while yesterday. Looking under the rug. I looked under this right rug. <laughs> I thought maybe it's under the rug. That's pure insanity to think that like somehow the SD card would crawl under the rug. That's a good uh, question. Uh, comment the uh, Daniel Crawford, who's on a roll today, said, so DJ is the chaos in what chaos and Pete is the what. I am the what. Because I I'm like, what's the Does that declaration the of independence? Point? Fair. You're the exclamation point. I don't want though either of us to be. We've had this. We had this conversation. We were making the show. Like, none of us is the straight man. Make whatever stupid jokes as you want. But like, <laughs> neither of us can be the straight man. Neither of us can be like the blank one. If someone wants to volunteer and be the smart one, that's cool. But like, we are. The, I mean, like, if you follow Pete's Twitter, like, Pete is the chaos. If you follow my life, maybe I'm the chaos. <laughs> but like, we, we've we've sprayed a little chaos on Sean. You, uh, yeah, none of us can be the the blank 
one. I think it's fluid. I think it, that we are at different times. The chaos, the what, and the exclamation. Yeah, point. I think that we 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 trade roles. We just we are what chaos. Yeah. If some of us, so like, what does being the what mean? It means like I, the way that I interpret it Pete as like yesterday I was the what the one that's the stupid what's one. The declaration like, of what is what does any of this mean? Tim Heidecker <laughs> voice. He's like what? <laughs> yeah, basically. What? I do like the idea of assigning like those roles after each show or like oh, occasionally. Oh, looks like Sean's the what today. This week's what is Pete? Yeah. I don't hate that. Um, also, Jesse Larkin said, who says Pro Shop Wars has to be NHL? I Nobody has said that. We've, we've had plans that we are going to expand beyond just NHL team shops. Oh, yeah. Have we? So we have some stuff coming up later in the month, early next month. But like, fuck! I really want to find this Blue Jackets one because it was a good one, and and like I was surprised by how much stuff I liked in the Blue Jackets Pro Shop. Um, plus, the biggest problem with Pro Shop Wars is that we're not allowed to wear anything that we get from the Pro Shop until we come out with the content. And I have some stuff burning a hole in my closet that I, I so want to wear. The way that I talk about it, the way that I've always said it with. Uh, Gaining and losing weight is, uh, and maybe this speaks to diet culture, so earmuffs, uh, I would call it like unlocking stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, fuck, like I'm, I, I need to unlock this suit, like lose five more pounds and then I can fit into this suit that I like or whatever. I've got a lot of blue jacket stuff, some here that's kind of locked up, although we did uh, tip our hand for the first time in one of these. I wore... Uh, stinger head thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we to the game all kind of tipped. We all tipped. Yeah, you wore yeah. Nash. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you wore. Yeah, although mine, mine, peek behind the curtain. My purchase of that jersey was delayed, much thought about, and I didn't do it until afterwards. So that you was never about even a little on bit. Film. You got kind of what I had when um, we went to the Sabres Bruins game where mm. I saw you wearing the Hashik jersey and I was like. That's it. I mean, you guys were very much pressuring me into getting it, oh, yeah. too. I, also, it was like a discovery I made because at first I thought my only option was like a 200-some dollar Adam Fantilli, and which would have been cool, but then I was able to find a slightly cheaper option. Mm. People are liking the Adam Fantilli content out there, by the way. Hell yeah. Shout out. Uh, he's got a lot of funny stories about his dad. He does. Yep. We, uh, we put out the, the reel of the dad's trip. From that interview um and it's out there now so go subscribe to all our social channels what chaos show everywhere except for tiktok tiktok is just what chaos and uh you know hit the subscribe button on our youtube page um that's where we're gonna post a lot of these standalone interviews that's why we'll have like secondary content in the youtube page as well um then uh spotify i don't know where our ranking is on spotify or like our rating I did, I will say the the uh, Apple charts. Yeah, a they, lot more kind. They go all over the place depending on how recently you put an episode out. Yeah, uh, we climbed yesterday just by making an episode. We climbed twenty nine spots, which <laughs> so, means okay. that we had fallen twenty nine spots. All right, but we're always living in that top five, and that's where we like to be. So keep liking everything, sharing everything. I have a personal goal for where I want the YouTube to be. I'm not going to say what it is because that's going to jinx it, but. Uh, Share the YouTube, get people to subscribe, anything that you like, put out there. Last thing, I need oil shark picks from uh, all three of us. What's the funniest outcome of that game? Uh, 
Mackenzie Blackwood goalie goal. That would be funny. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna root for uh, I'm gonna root for the Sharks to win in overtime. Oh, I didn't even think about uh, it. I'll, I'll take a Sharks overtime win. My immediate thought was like an eleven an eleven round like one nothing shootout win for <laughs> the Oilers. Uh, so I would. I mean, if it gets, I would love for it to end in a shootout because you know people always say like you'd hate for this game to end in a shootout. I'd love that. Could those teams? Make it through an overtime? No. There's no, no way, way those teams could make it through an overtime. Mm -mm. So I'm going to say Oilers in a shootout. Okay. Oilers in a shootout. Sharks. Wait, in a shootout or an overtime? I'm saying Oilers in a shootout. Oh, so you want. After saying there's yeah, no yeah, way those teams. Say, yeah. So Oilers will win in a shootout. All right. You have Oilers in a shootout. I have Sharks in overtime, and you have Sharks in a shootout? Uh, no, my actual prediction, I'll go for the vibes. Duke overtime winner. Okay. Duke overtime. Oh, so two two sharks in a shootout, one Oilers or two sharks in an overtime, one Oilers in a shootout. Everyone gets points. That's right. We're uh, we're trying to spread the love around. Uh, this is a uh, our final show of 2023. Oh, we'll see you next year, see you everybody. Next year.